Welcome to another Godfather Minute. Minute. I am Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And dig this. This is a podcast where we're, we're watching the whole movie of The Godfather, but we, every episode we talk about one minute of it. Uh, Alex, get to the point, would you? Enough of this, uh, <laughs> enough of this ribbon and around. <laughs> the comedy you do with those young girls. <laughs> As you can see from our uh, excellent uh, impression work, we do a lot of Brando on this show. What, what, I, what I need to know is how did you actually get Marlon Brando to be on the show today, Alex? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was, wasn't cheap. You know, he, uh, I think he got like a million dollars a minute for being in Superman. Really? No, I didn't get that much, Alex. <laughs> and by the way, did you hear your brother Andy Robinson called in sick today? But he's a good kid. Well, thanks for filling in as a, as a substitute there. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. I'm Andy. I can't believe you went through the trouble of putting on elaborate Marlon Brando <laughs> makeup just for that one little that one little thing. I did, that's how committed I am. I was in makeup for four hours. Well, take the toilet paper out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was not, no, and that was just the toilet paper in my mouth stage. It took four <laughs> hours to do that. That's how much toilet paper. I'm still <laughs> taking it out. Real potty mouth. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, this is the Godfather, Godfather minute. minute, and today we are discussing minute forty-two of the Godfather minute of the Godfather. Alex, it's yes. time for your Italian lesson. Are oh. you ready? Ciao. <laughs> are you ready? Yes. It is minute A minuto forty-two. Forty-two. Am I saying it right? Excellent. 42. Oh, sorry. I was in, I was in reverse oh, Google Translate 42. mode. 42. It is 40. 40. 40. 40. 42. Yeah, great. Oh, I've, I've been in Europe for a week, as you as you know, so uh, I've picked up good uh, accent work. I was just going to say. 42. Yeah, nice, nice. Thank you. Now, is now the time to talk a little bit about your trip? Um, yeah, it's not really much to talk about. It was certainly not nothing Godfather related that I can think of. I find it really odd that you would go to Europe uh, less than 48 hours after meeting with the Turk. Well, you know, the papers would love a story like that, I bet. <laughs> I mean, you learned less than 48 hours ago that he's got the the poppies and turkey. He's got the processing mm-hmm. plants. and Italy, good with a knife. Italy. He's very good with a knife. <laughs> well, let's talk about Minute 42 of The Godfather. What do you say? Let's do it. Uh, so Minute 42, uh, it starts off where, um, it starts off with our old friend Luca Brasi mm-hmm. getting ready for his big date with the Turk and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Turk and the Tatalias. <laughs> my new band, the Turk and the Tatalias. <laughs> Hello, my baby. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we see uh, Luca, the tail end of him getting ready. We discussed it uh, a bit last uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Something I did not mention last week that I, I was reading through um, the book, The Annotated Godfather, the complete screenplay, and mm-hmm. they have a note from um, Coppola. Mm-hmm. He directed the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's that scene. In this scene, you see him taking out his gun and, you know, doing the thing where he classic spins the yeah. chambers, and you see him putting on the bulletproof vest and... 
Coppola was saying they purposely that was a great misdirection because you assume that somehow that you, because you see him putting on the vest, you assume that that's somehow going to come into play mm-hmm. in the story. And then, of course, he yeah. does not come into play. Yeah. But, uh, I think the Turk and his cronies probably saw that coming. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we'll get we'll to that. We'll get to that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I've been saving up for a long time a lot of information from the book about time. Luca Brazzi because mm-hmm. he was so far he's really only been in it for about a minute during the wedding scene. Don Colline. <laughs> I always forget the name of the director. I keep saying Scorsese. Francis uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Don Ford Coppola. Why do you not put me in the movie as much as James, James Caan and Paulie? You think he, do you think he auditioned for the, like other roles? Like, do you audition to play Sonny or, or anything? <laughs> I think he auditioned to be Carlo. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. So that would be a funny scene. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Count beating up. Uh, <laughs> beating up. Uh, anyway, so yeah. what is so you're saying you've been saving up a lot of information about Luca Brazzi. Just from the novel? Just the from Godfather? the novel. Yeah. The, God, the Godfather by Mario Puzo. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's a great book. I'm really enjoying reading it and comparing it with the movie. Page 24. This just in. Wait, is it really page 24? Well, I'm past page 24, but this is where where where. Puzo writes a lot about Luca Brasi from minute forty-two. Let's oh, yeah. oh, ring theory, man! It's like the the dark side of the Wizard of Godfather, <laughs> where if you play the movie but uh-huh. you read it, you mute it, but you read the book simultaneously. As soon as you said dark side, I just totally started thinking about Tales from the Dark Side. So oh. I, <laughs> you know, it's funny you should bring that up. My wife and I just tried to memorize while on our short road trip. The opening, I was just trying to remember it, <laughs> and we locked it in. But then we had we hadn't revisited it, so it's already fuzzy. Mm. Man, Man lives in the, in the sunlit, sunlit world. He, he believes to be reality, reality. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there is a darker. This is where it gets weird. Yeah. There's some commas and semicolons. There's a darker world. It doesn't jump to that yet, uh, but there exists an underworld. <laughs> Underworld? That, or it's something that is not as brightly lit. That's yeah. how it ends. One the dark, dark side. Minutes. That's what we should dark. be doing. <laughs> anyway, we're getting sidetracked yet again. Go ahead. Tim, tell us some information about Luca the Fish mm-hmm. Brazzi. A little history. The history of Luca Brazzi. Page 24. This just in. Da, 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 da. Puzzo writes, he could do murder all by himself, which made discovery and conviction by the law almost impossible. So yeah. unlike other hitmen and, and contractors, yeah, I did air quotes, contractors, mm-hmm. uh, who would work in crews because they tend to be more effective, um, he worked alone, which means no one could really rat him out. Yeah, it's, when you first said that, I was like, well, can't anyone... Especially when you have guns involved, can't anyone be a murderer by themselves? But I guess you have to dispose of the body and clean up afterwards. And guns. And I mean, mm-hmm. we saw him. We apparently learned he beheaded a horse and, and managed to sneak into uh, Waltz's house and put it in his bed without him oh, even no. waking up or anything. I know. So he, he's good. He is I mean, good at Luke, what he does. Luca Brazzi definitely made Waltz look ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, a man in his position, <laughs> it's not good. Page 25. Mm-hmm. Luca Brazzi's reputation for violence was awesome and his devotion to awesome. Don Corleone legendary. Nice. As we saw in the wedding scene, mm-hmm. too. His uh, He pledged his loyalty to uh, his mm-hmm. daughter's purse. Yeah. 
Small Bill's gauge. I know. I think Paulie played, had a greater <laughs> pledge to that purse. Oh, Paulie? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, also, Luca Brasi did not fear the police. Mm. He did not fear society. He did society. <laughs> he did not fear God. Whoa. He did not fear hell. He did not fear or love his fellow man. But this is like tells from the dark side. But <laughs> he had elected, he had chosen to fear and love Don Corleone. Weird. Yeah. Do they say weird. why? What? What happened that inspires such devotion in this thuggish? No, man? I don't think they even really went into the background of oh, how yeah. Luca came into the Don's world. Yeah. That sounds like a prequel movie right there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He carried a gun mm-hmm. with a with a special license. To kill. Uh, Alex, how much do you think Luca Brazzi's gun license cost him? Well, I can give you my answer now. Give it to me. Nothing. What, what, <laughs> what, what do you mean? My offer is nothing. Oh, I see. Some people have to play with these little games, right? <laughs> come on, come on. Take a guess. How much did this gun license? Buzzo took the time to write it. I feel like yeah, we should okay. take the time so this to is guess. this is in 1945. Can you just say what year he got the license? Mm, no. But... Hmm. I don't know, within the last five, ten years. Frankly, I'm surprised he even got a license. <laughs> well, the license comes with more benefits than just oh. being able to carry a gun. I'm going to say 1941. In the spirit of patriotism. He- $19.41. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Because it's 19... 19- oh, I was thinking about what year it did. Oh, you were guessing the year yeah, first. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, I got it. Okay. Oh, and that, what, hey, the price. you can get a gun license <laughs> for just $19.41? Okay, then I'll say $19.38. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go over? Who am I? Uh, what's his face? The, who's the Price is Right guy? Bob Barker. And who am I, Bob or Barker? Or you about Drew Carey. Oh, he's talking new, Bob Barker. Yeah. Because well, he, he hosted Price is Right in the 40s. Yeah, that's true. When he was in, <laughs> he was in his early fifties. That he was in his prime back then. So I'm going to say nineteen dollars and thirty eight cents. You are way off. Whoa, and way under. Way under. This is nineteen forty five dollars. Wow, I get yeah. how much? Well, there's a special privilege uh-huh. for holding this special gun license. Okay, let me let me read from the book, Alex. Mm-hmm. Page one hundred nine. Puzo writes, Luca always carried a gun. He had a license to carry a gun, probably the most expensive gun license ever issued any place, any time. Whoa, it was gold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He had to put a bulletproof vest just around the gun license. Uh, It had cost a total of $10,000. What? You heard me. I'll say it again. $10,000. But it would keep him out of jail if he was frisked by the cops so, well, but what like what is it do they give any details like what does it say Ellen? what can anyone get this license he doesn't go into it uh but there is a a link to to a, a link that you can- there's a link to new york city to the atf <laughs> office no yeah. uh, the only thing it says left is uh, as a top ex- executive operating official of the family he rated the license rated the rated license. what does license. that mean meaning like he he was important enough to like oh that's what that like means. fredo wouldn't rate one because it's, it. he doesn't really need one okay it's, uh, but because luca mm-hmm. given his line of work and just with something else but tonight just in case he could just in case he could finish off the job he wanted a quote safe gun one that could not possibly be traced so well, and we'll get into that stuff later, yeah. but that's that's the bit about the gun. Ten grand. 
but that seems like cheap to be able to get away with murder. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, ten thousand dollars in the forties is a lot of money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guess. We'll. we'll I, I, uh, anyway, we'll get into <laughs> well, that. What I don't on. get is how it works. So if that's what do, do, does every single New York City police officer detective know if they see this license? Oh, this is like we we have to look the other way. How is that communicated to everyone? Yeah, it's, it's like it's a, yeah, it's like a special like uh, black label gun license. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, Mister Botsy. <laughs> yeah, and it's just not <laughs> share. It's not public yeah. knowledge. But uh, do the tens of thousands of police officers also all know this? So see, like that's the first thing when you in the police academy, <laughs> in police academy three, they they, they <laughs> show like hey, Penny. If you ever catch a guy with this permit, you gotta let him go. It's yeah. a get out of jail free. Like <laughs> Luca Brasi jumping out of a little bird cage like a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, and, and there's no information if there's a renewal fee. Is that a yearly cost? <laughs> yeah, is there like a written or a uh, like a like a driver's ed test where you have to uh, <laughs> to show good gun control to show cause <laughs> you do to show cause uh wow that's interesting yeah can you imagine mm. how much money the guy makes who's issuing those licenses <laughs> you think he just wets his beak with each one well i assume that goes to pay off uh judges and you know no, senators those. and all the people you know down the down the trough exactly yeah so yeah so the the, the yeah. licensor isn't the only one. Is it transferable, money. you think? When oh, Luca meets I mean, his end, say, does, does, he, does it have his name on it? I don't know. It must have his name. It's a license. It's a document of the New York City Police Department, I'm guessing. Mm, I don't maybe, know. Maybe or maybe it's, it's a, sort of a black market. So if he like, loses it, someone else finds it. They're like, awesome. <laughs> Don Corleone. <laughs> I lost my cat. <laughs> or he would go to Hagen for that. Yeah. <laughs> Don Hagen, what do I do? <laughs> Who <laughs> would be the worst person to get a hold of that license? <laughs> so we just assume he's like dumb, right? But he must be smart because he pulled off, he killed the horse. He uh-huh. can't be dumb and kill a horse. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do have more about the intelligence of Luca Brasi, oh, okay. but you're going to have to wait till next minute. Oh, uh-huh. That's a teaser. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the same IQ test that the Don gave him. And we're going to see how you match up to Luca Brasi. <laughs> <laughs> are you smarter than Luca Brasi? <laughs> well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, what you got? Luca's room. Well, I have some mm-hmm. stuff, but you know, this is, uh, of course, a Christmas. This is one of the best Christmas mm-hmm. movies out there. Mm-hmm. While Luca's getting ready, we hear uh, "Have yourself a merry little Christmas." Oh yeah, which mm-hmm. is uh, the American Film Institute mm-hmm. uh, rated that song the seventy sixth greatest song to be used in a movie it was used in a movie originally called meet me in st louis back in the huh. in like 1942 or something is this rating current or is this back then no no this is now like oh, I wow. you know, the 21st century so it's or the 76th best out of all the songs used in a movie out of all the songs that have ever appeared in a movie <laughs> it's the 76th best that sounds one. great but 76 is not that high I guess when you consider all the songs that have been in movies, I guess it's yeah. We'll it's figure every. High. Well, also back in back in the day, the musicals used to be much more popular. Oh yeah, so yeah, a lot like, more competition. Yeah. yeah so anyway, um, interesting. Did do you know what was number one? 
<laughs> no, I should have looked that up. Okay, I should have looked at what was. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we asked, and we're. I should have looked at what was on either side of it. Yeah, to see yeah. if we know what <laughs> the songs right. are. Because certainly that song. It, I mean, I bet we don't even know a lot of the yeah, songs, but that one know. is because it's a Christmas. Well, do you song want to take a guess right now what number one is before you look it up for, <sighs> in the bonus content? Uh, I'm gonna say it's probably um, the uh, Adams Family rap that MC Hammer did in in the uh, "Do What They Want It, Do Say What They, they Want It." Adams Family. I disagree. I think you're right. It's top ten, but not number one. Ooh, what do you think is number one? I'm gonna say something like "We Are the Champions." Mm, that wasn't done specifically for a movie, though. Oh, that's that's the that was done specifically for oh, a movie. Oh boy. Gosh, I don't even know songs that were done specifically. Pop songs, songs with lyrics. Well, you think like Wizard of Oz. That has like six songs in it that you know. Oh, okay. Something like that. Okay. It really wouldn't probably need to be a musical then. Yeah. Or it could right. like... Uh, the other, but seriously, I was going to say the, that uh, as time goes by uh, from Casablanca. Mm, movie mm-hmm. people, old movie people love Casablanca. Yeah. So, you know, it's all prayed again, Sam. <laughs> Is that from Casablanca? That's from Casablanca, uh. yeah. Is that from Casablanca? Yeah, it's totally from Casablanca. <laughs> uh, okay, so what am I writing down? Oh, yeah, look up the number one AFI thing. So we'll... Uh, Wait, we'll did Humphrey Bogart say play it again, Sam? Uh, well, not... We, he's frequently impersonated that way, but he doesn't actually say that in the movie. Who he, says it in the movie? He, I saw he it says a line. Ago. No one says that line in the oh. movie. They say, oh, pl- like, play that. He says, like, play that song. You played it for her. You can play it for me. Right. That was terrible. You know, that was pretty good. No, I got it. Okay. I knew that was Humphrey you know, Bogart. It's not like a Jack Kennedy or something. <laughs> I don't think I would have known that was Humphrey Bogart unless we, if we had not been talking about okay. it. <laughs> but I originally thought you were doing Lauren Bacall because she kind of has a oh, yeah, she, kind of a raspy. Like, play it again, Sam. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you played it for him. Now you can play it for me. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna need to like uh, Edward G. Robinson turn no relation. Yeah, I gotta play that song again, Sam, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so AFI, we will just bring that up in the Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 bonus content at the end. We asked, we're, we're going, going to, to answer. answer. Cool. Okay. Uh, so um, oh, I totally lost my notes. Hold on a second. I've got some more stuff too for forty two. Okay, what you got? You want me to? Which, should we get into the Fredo portion of the? Yeah, that's all minute? I got. That's all I got for Luca. I think. Well, the, yeah, there's more stuff with Luca later on. Where yeah, I've got some. Yeah, let's talk about Luca. Fredo, our oh. old favorite. <laughs> Fredo, limousine driver, Uber driver. Pick someone up at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Is so this the, the only scene where the Don and Fredo interact? Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. I think it is. Well, no, there's the scene, if you can count it, where Fredo goes to the hospital and saves his life by pushing the hospital bed around and hiding the Godfather from the assassins. Fredo doesn't do that. Who does that? Michael does that. With oh, that wasn't Fredo. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's funny imagine Fredo doing that. Naris, come on. Come on, help me. <laughs> For crying out loud. <laughs> you know, unplug an IV like that. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> 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 uh, so Fredo yeah. 
So well, I think this is the only I think scene you're right. of them I never together. thought about that. Well, because the Don gets shot and he's mm-hmm. in the hospital bed. And I think maybe the only scene is where he goes like, oh, I'm then going to get in the casino business. That's the only line I can think of maybe oh, where, boy, yeah. where they're talking to the Don. But I don't I don't know if he's in that. Don. And at the end of Godfather 2, it's a flashback of them talking about Pop. He's like, I'm real proud yeah, of you, Mikey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's but true. They're talking yeah. about that, but you don't see the Don. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And so the Godfather tells Fredo to bring the car around. Is that what he says? Yeah, line? something like that. Uh, or he says, tell Paulie to bring their car around. Oh, or yeah, something like that's that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Paulie ain't here. Paulie called in sick. I'll bring it around. He's a good so, kid, Pop. <laughs> of, course, for, of course, Fredo vouches for him. <laughs> right, before he, right before he betrays him. I know. Like, like, I stick my reputation on it. I know, 30 seconds before. <laughs> He's a good kid. You can trust him. Oh, and that's why later... Uh, or at least in the Canola Countdown, our Don Corleone says, I thought Fredo was a good kid, but it turned out he was a stupid joke. He was just remembering the line that Fredo <laughs> right, had yeah. told him. Uh, and so I'm wondering, is this the incident that Fredo later refers to when he's complaining, saying, pick someone up, drive this guy around. <laughs> it really still, it was this, he doesn't seem to mind it in this. Uh, well, because it's, it's pop. He can't show his anger right. or disappointment. Yeah. Or maybe he's just suppressing it. Or maybe like after the incident happens, like he associates that with such a bad memory oh, of, yeah. pick, of driving someone that it's like, oh, like it, every time someone says, oh, can you pick him up? He's like, ah, <laughs> flashback. No. <laughs> you guys got me in enough trouble. No. <laughs> Lines from his whole career. <laughs> yeah. I'm real proud of you, Mikey. No. <laughs> um, so maybe this is one of the points that he's referring back to yeah picking someone up but yeah. i i he's probably picked many people up from the airport <laughs> and driven a lot of people Literally, around just complaining about it <laughs> so another question i have is yes so clearly within this family hierarchy within the this mafia mm-hmm. within this mafia thing the so-called <laughs> yeah there are Sicilian different thing. <laughs> there's a hierarchy of jobs where do you feel like filling in for paulie the sick guy is where in oh it's got to be pretty low is that pretty low but you're i mean you're paulie's a, is no, paulie's not a made man at this point i don't he's think just so. a soldier yeah but he's working his way toward being yeah made. he seems very young yeah he strikes me as like like uh, clemenza's like sidekick or something like yeah. his errand boy a soldier yeah. still yeah yeah what do you think um like his errand boy uh what is that <laughs> johnny ola johnny ola <laughs> But he is doing it for the Don, so there's yeah, a little is, more prestige in that. Yeah. And it's his father. It's like being the it's like being the president's uh, sidekick. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a little more prestige in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's driving his father around. He's right. But, but it's not like it's not like Tom Hagen's driving him around. You know what I mean? That's like true. it's a clear sign that you're not that important <laughs> if if, the, if you're just strictly a, uh, driving the car. Oh, I just realized this. Why doesn't Don Corleone know that Polly isn't there? Did Polly drive both of them there, and then he called in sick after driving them there? Maybe someone else had the earlier shift. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> or, they may have been there for a few hours. Yeah. And plus, in the beginning, he, he was there with Sonny and Tom Hagen and all, the whole gang. Yeah. So maybe like they came in together. And, mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like I imagine they all live in that house, but I guess they <laughs> probably have their own houses that they yeah. live. In. Yeah, Tessio's guy are in Brooklyn, or guys are in Brooklyn. He'll, he'll carve. You have to go to all the boroughs. Yeah. It takes them three hours to get and pick everybody up. <laughs> They're driving across the George Washington Bridge. Just, 
I totally turn around. <laughs> Every day we do this? <laughs> yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Every time Carlo's got to sit in the shotgun seat. <laughs> Hello, Carlo. Uh, I thought one thing I thought you were going to mention, because I know you and I are both fans of uh, dubbed dialogue, and this thing seems totally dubbed in. Oh, yeah. The, the Don's part yeah. and uh, Fredo's mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, I know we all love when, <laughs> like, the sound quality changes. <laughs> yeah. It does get a little louder. And yeah. It's a little clearer. You yeah, can yeah. Tell. I think I think Marlon Brando, I'll confirm this, but I feel like he had a bunch of stuff that was dubbed because, you know, it was famously like, mumble mouth. So, like, they had to, you know, especially when he's, like, speaking Italian the next second. Oh, gosh, yeah. So... Well, and didn't we talk about in a previous minute that maybe some of his lines were overdubbed by other people, like Tessio? Oh, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Tessio was looking for extra work. <laughs> so it's not even Ava Goda, it's Tessio. Ava Goda imitating Tessio, imitating <laughs> Marlon Brando, imitating Don Corleone. Oh, boy, those are like levels. Yeah. He gets like, like t- uh, time and a half for that because of the extra <laughs> levels. Yeah. <laughs> For old time's sake. No, he would, he'd actually get double time because time and a half he's getting already just for doing extra lines. Oh, I didn't know there'd be math. <laughs> so another, get more or less than it costs for a license to <laughs> unlimited murders. I don't know. Talk to Barzini. Like a punch card where like every murder you do, like you they have a punch and you're like, oh, 10 and then you're done. You got to get a new license or something. So right onto Luca's license. Yeah, like you know, like a little hole puncher, like a bullet shaped uh, or a gun shaped uh, stamp. <laughs> well, I'd like to think that if you spend ten thousand dollars on a gun license, a yeah. permit, that it's a little better quality cardstock than the cheap little punch cards you get. Yeah, at least be laminated. Shop. Yeah, yeah, laminated. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, laminated. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then we go back to Luca again. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more questions about the driving around. Oh, sure, yeah. Would you, Alex, would you, you know, <laughs> our listeners want to get to know a little bit more about you. Me, bro? That's yeah. nice. Would you want someone driving you around all the time? Yes, I would love it. Why? Because uh, it's, you know, frees me to do other things. I don't, uh, you know, and also I, I like, uh, you know, I lived in New York City most of my life. Mm-hmm. That's only, I really only started driving consistently in the yeah. past two years mm-hmm. um, so basically i have like the confidence i have like the skills of like a 16 year old but without no. the without the endless confidence of like yeah i'm gonna live forever you know what i mean <laughs> i'm like very aware that like i'm driving a you know 500 pound automobile at 70 <laughs> miles an hour down the uh so gotcha. yeah you would not so, like it you would not like having a driver well no, no okay. i think i would uh, although no you know what i'm gonna take it back why? Because the social awkwardness of having, although, but if that's someone, why I'm asking you, because I, I know it's kind of odd just to have someone like the, the conversation we had about someone shining your shoes, but this, but if it's someone driving you like all every day, mm-hmm. then you just fall into the routine. Like mm-hmm. either I, either I would enjoy talking to the person or mm-hmm. that he would know. I just want to sit there and, you know, would you talk to the person if I liked them? Well, so, okay. If, if, so if it's I, day one, you get into your car. Hi, yeah, Mr. I would Robinson, have to talk I'm to your driver. First. Every time I get into a, a like an Uber or a Lyft, I mm-hmm. feel like I have to talk to someone. But that's someone you'll probably never see again. Yeah. This person you're going to see every day. Do you set the precedent right away that you want to be left alone? Well, I would, yes. Well, it, for the job interview, I assume I have some say. I would talk to the person mm-hmm. and see how interesting they were. And if they, they were either quiet and dumb or they were 
smart and talkative, <laughs> funny and talkative. Either of those combinations is good. Though, uh, can you tell me if I make a right here? <laughs> you never get to where you're going. <laughs> or maybe I went too far on the dumb scale. Like, then dial it back a little bit. Because <laughs> then they're talking to you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I put it on, uh, on, uh, I put it on cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want them too smart and witty, like no, trying but, to impress you. That be, but I would also say, like, hey, listen, I, you know, I don't want to have to talk to you. No, no offense or anything, but mm-hmm. I got, I got things I got to. Would you about. say that in the interview? Yeah, that would be part of the. Thing. Okay, I would say like, so you're okay just sitting and like putting on music and just sitting. Well, I really need the job, so yeah, I'm okay. Okay, with that. <laughs> would that be acceptable? Yeah, but if he's, but if then if he like started being talkative, uh, like, Ugh, would I gotta, you just close? I gotta the- have someone fire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you close the divider like they do in Spinal Tap while he's talking? Oh, do I have a divider? Sure, that makes it. You're wealthy more enough awkward. to have a driver. That makes it more awkward for me. What do you mean having a having the the divider? Really? Well, because that makes it seem that is much more like it's like sitting on the throne for the shoeshine guy. Mm, like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't like you. I, I, you, I find you so boring. And sometimes I have to put a layer of bulletproof glass between <laughs> us. That's how little I want to interact with you. Like if, if I'm just sitting in the back seat like a cab or something, that's different. Because then like I can talk to him if I need to or, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, so what about if you? If you close the glass, the bulletproof mm-hmm. shield in between you and your driver, the guy wants to talk so much he would just turn on the intercom he's like hey i noticed you put the <laughs> divider up I, but i there's some things i want to talk to you about while we're driving you got some time yeah <laughs> well, actually it's all <laughs> put the divider up. Are you okay? it's all, <laughs> even more annoying well i see most i would have i'll say yeah go ahead what do you what's on your mind i would just turn the volume <gasps> down <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Muffled he keeps trying to find he keeps trying to find ways to bypass your audio like texting me on the <laughs> He patches into your headphones with a Bluetooth. <laughs> hey, I have a wireless. Then she just climbs in the backseat. <laughs> hey, if you don't mind, I hired a substitute driver so I can ride oh, in the backseat. Oh, he subcontracted me. <laughs> so, uh, so you would want you would want a driver or would not want a driver? Mm, I think I would. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I do enjoy driving, but it's more just eh, I'm just trying to get where I go. So, so I just mentioned that I just I was in uh, Europe. I did mention that, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, you didn't so, tell us where in Europe. Uh, I, we started off in Madrid, Madrid, mm. and then we went to Paris. Oh. We, we drove across country, and oh. I did have a driver. My lovely wife drove. Isn't there water in between them? No. Well, I mean, it's probably some rivers or something, oh, but okay. uh, but not not like the ocean or anything. I thought you had one of those. Uh, what do they call those uh, amphibious? Oh, rental like cars like a hovercraft <laughs> hovercraft land speeder so uh the flight from paris to uh charlotte north carolina mm-hmm. was nine hours okay and then the flight from i had about a three hour layover in charlotte and then the flight from charlotte to portland is like six hours oh my so basically so by the time i land it's like it's 11 by the time i'm getting home in the in the car it's 11 30 which is 8 a.m french time Okay. You know what I mean? So basically, I've been like up for 24 yeah, hours, other than like an hour or two of sleeping. In Who's the- your travel agent, Freddie? <laughs> so I get in the lift, and immediately the guy starts asking, like, So, uh, is it like- in France? No, no, no. In this oh, on the way back. Yeah, I'm just so it. exhausted. And then the oh. guy's like making like the dumbest small talk possible, oh like gosh. about the weather and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and I tell him like, "Oh yeah, I've had a really long flight." Like, you try to yeah. fly, like, okay, mm-hmm. you like, and then he just keeps asking me, like, did "Oh, you do you have a- kids? How long?" You know. I'll be honest with our listeners. Did you give him a low rating? 
you know, I thought about it, but I always, I always, uh, you're that's, like a five star guy, no matter what. Well, if they're really terrible, I will. But yeah. you know, but have people you? are trying to earn a living, and I don't want just because I'm like antisocial. I don't want. Yeah, there yeah. will be times where I will say, you know, that you can leave comments, yeah, and they don't know who left the comments. Mm-hmm. I will sometimes say, oh, I appreciate that the driver didn't need, feel the need to talk, mm-hmm. and I say that so that when they see that, they'll be like, oh, people don't people don't necessarily like being talked to. But don't only the people who who already are not talkers see that comment? Or does every Lyft and Uber driver see everyone No, 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 the, just the people who... So you're not getting that message to the people who need to hear it. Well, maybe someone had just started, and they're like, I don't know, should I talk to people or should I not talk to people? And then when they see that review, they're like, oh, this is popular that I didn't oh, talk okay, to people. Yeah. I'm clearly mm-hmm. a dud. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you should, we should make Uber and Lyft shirts that say, please don't talk to me. Well, there should be like a, there should be like a, like a, you know, like when you book the car, it should be like a thing. Like, do you want the driver to talk to you? You know, do you want, do you want just polite introductions? Do you want in-depth conversation? Do you want, or do you just want total silence? You'd probably be waiting longer for that niche vehicle, Mm -hmm. but it might be worth it, especially if you're going on a long trip. Did you know that Lyft started off, their whole thing was that they were the friendly version of Uber? Hmm. It was supposed to be like, oh, you're sh- you're sharing a ride with a friend of yours, really? Like, and that was the whole thing. We're not like Uber, all like you know, stuck up and all that stuff. Hmm. And as if time has gone on, it's just become more and more like a regular thing. But there's still some old school Lyft drivers who get mad when I sit in the back seat as opposed to sitting up in the front seat with the person. And what do they say to you? The guy's like, hey, do you want to sit up in the front? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm good back here. And they're like, sure. Like like getting all like. <laughs> You know, like, you know, the guy pulls over, you know, Lyft was founded on the basis of friendship. <laughs> yeah. Turns around. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the, the guy pulls over. He's like, you know what? I'm going to call you an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaves you on the side of the road. <laughs> well, speaking of Uber and Lyft, I yes. think Fredo, if he had been more smart, mm-hmm. he, w- he had, uh, he had plenty of opportunities to create Uber and Lyft. He he clearly didn't like driving people around. Yeah, and he's sent to do that all the time. Who do you? Th- well, I, anyway. He's like, I, I need to get other people doing the driving around. <laughs> I need to come up with some technology. Yeah, that that's kind of proves that he wasn't smart. I know, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, maybe it's just bad timing. Yeah, too, because fucked I mean, up the timing. Yes, I don't think you think handheld phones were around back then. It's true; they had to use the old-fashioned phones. We <laughs> use one one thing out of your ear, one thing yeah. that you speak to a big <laughs> box mounted yeah. on the wall. When you call Margaret, it, get me Uber. <laughs> well, it'd be like uh, you'd say, uh, "Lift five three two nine one number, please." Patching it through. <laughs> I have one more question about this this driving around. Scene. Okay, yes. Right. So Fredo says, "Oh, Paulie's a good kid. He called in sick." Mm-hmm. How how does that work in the in the mafia? Calling in sick. Do they get sick days? Do they get vacation days? Is it tracked? I don't think it's so I don't think it's that formalized where they're like keeping mm. records of like you know, mm. because what are they, what are you pay taxes that you know like true. like but I feel like mm. it's almost like more of a if you if you play your cards right you could probably call out you could probably miss more days if you did it smart as opposed to like you know clumping them all together or something give me a scenario like well, when I was in college mm-hmm. um when I went to SUNY Brockport for a year the teacher said something like, uh, you can, if you miss more than three, if you miss more than three classes, mm-hmm. like it will, 
you'll fail or you'll get a bad mark or mm-hmm. whatever. So I interpret that as to mean I can miss three classes without being penalized. Yeah. So I put put a chart in my notebook indicating how many times I cut each class to make sure that I, A, didn't overdo it and B, mm. made sure I got the maximum number of got cut it. days. Yeah. So that's what you should like. Something where you like think ahead as opposed to just like, eh, you know, I'm just waiting, gonna, waiting until you're really sick and need to be out. Yeah, or like doing it on an important date. You know, you just got to be smart. You just got to yeah. don't do it on important days, although this is day clearly wasn't that important. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um mm. so you don't think they track it? They track leaves of absence and No, I think it's po- more oh, of a, it's more of a gut thing. He's a good kid. He's on sabbatical right now, pop. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, a personal day or a sick day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think. Okay. But I don't think there's any I don't think there's any formal. Yeah, I was process. just wondering. You know, I work for a school district, and so it's yeah. very—it's all unions. Mm. Unions call the shots. Well, unions—they're—they're—they're they're, they're important. They're a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but drugs in the future. Yeah, I think you're right. Anything else about this minute, Alex? Uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, Luca walking down that uh, cool uh, Art Deco hallway. Oh, yeah, very cool. Uh, all the Luca scenes, all the, his hotel room, and the scene where he meets the Tatalias. Uh, were filmed at the Hotel Edison in New York City, 47th Street and Broadway. Mm. And it got me thinking, I, I found a website that lists all the lo- the New York City locations. Oh, very cool. Where they film Godfather stuff. Oh, and I was like, you neat. and I should do a like a, on a road trip. We don't drive all the way yeah. there. We hire a Lyft driver. He takes yeah. us all the way, drives us all the way to New York. And then we like try to see how many of the places we could go to. That is a great And idea. then we go to like, for the second one, we go to like Tahoe and, and try yes. to find the, the compound. I am everything. in. Let's that do it. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is great. Maybe we can even videotape it handheld, just guerrilla style. Oh, yeah, totally. Put it on our YouTube, YouTube or whatever. Bonus material. Yeah, totally. It's bonus material. <laughs> we could talk to Barzini. <laughs> You talk to Bosnian? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. I am in. Yeah. There was I read a, an article in the Times maybe about a year ago, and it it reviewed and had pictures of all the remaining old elevators in New York City. Oh yeah, a lot of them are in the outer boroughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that old that, that, that they need an elevator operator with yeah. the levers and stuff. Yeah. It is really cool looking. That is cool. Anything else about the the building, the Art Deco style? No, nothing, nothing particular. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Yeah. Art Deco Do you think that still looks like that now, or has that been? You know, that's a good question. Um, and during filming, did it look like that, or did they have to? I think that part was real. Mm, okay. I think the scene where they meet with the Turk, I think they did some set dressing to make it look different, but that that yeah. hallway seemed like a real. I don't know why they would film there if they weren't going to use the real location yeah. stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm going to look that up uh, during the break. And now we'll, we, we ask, ask and we will answer. answer. All right. Art Deco. All right. So do, do um, we have any uh, do we want to tease our listeners with some bonus content seeds? Uh, do you have any ideas? I do have some ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know maybe we, we joked about. Well, first of all, we got headlines. Come got headlines. headlines. Always got headlines. Mm-hmm. Great headlines. <laughs> I could think of some good ones for this. And maybe some crossing of dialogue. You mean like say lines as other characters? Yeah. Okay. Or, well, that, but also mixing lines. I'll, I'll give you one example that I had written mm-hmm. down. Uh, K, never ask me about my champagne cocktails. Oh, right. That kind of thing. Totally, yeah. We should do that. Okay, yeah. let's, let's, let's use that as our jumping off point. All right. Um, uh, you want to rate the minute, Alex? Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, it is the only scene where the Don and um, and Fredo interact, but mm. it's not really, you know, Polly's a good kid. Yeah. I'm going to say three stars. I'll give it three. I think that's fair. I think the overdubbed audio bumps it up from two to three. <laughs> <laughs> and you see that some of the Marlon Brando or or obviously dubbed dialogue yeah. bumps it up to, <laughs> to uh all right, sounds good. Fredo vouching for Polly. That's kind of cool. Mm, yeah. In the, in the scheme of things. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So stick um, around for the bonus content and feel free to join us on Facebook. We are at Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I had a funny thing about that. You know, uh, I was uh, on the Facebook and someone had petitioned to join uh, the, the nightclub. Yeah. And uh, the person didn't answer the questions that they have to mm-hmm. answer in order to yeah, get through. I saw that. And so sometimes when they look, when they go, I will look, to, it'll say this person is a member of like three other groups. Mm. And if you click on it, you'll see what groups they're a member of. Uh-huh. And this one person who tried to join, <laughs> they were a member of like four different like Disney and Mickey Mouse fan club <gasps> pages. <No! laughs> so that's how they found it is by oh Googling or you know, suggested to them Mickey Mouse. So you so. think it was a real person, not a phony account? No, I think it was a real person. But they just didn't understand. What I'm sure they just saw Mickey Mouse Club and like, okay, oh, I, they joined up. So I almost let them through just to see. Just to see oh, totally. Do. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder how many other people misinterpret what this nightclub is all about <laughs> yeah it's where you don't get stepped over <laughs> this ain't your grandfather's nightclub uh, all right so uh, yeah we'll be sticking around for the bonus content mm-hmm. and uh, until then leave, take, the, leave gun the gun and take, take the, the cannoli, cannoli.